Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. This is Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. <laughs> Anyways. I have to do it? Yeah. I did it last. No, I, I started the same bit. Oh. <clears throat> hey guys. Get on with it. We <laughs> didn't want your life story. We want an intro to the show. <laughs> I'm leaving that. Of course. <laughs> um, welcome back to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Again, I am not... Pleased to be here. Um, <laughs> That's not but, nice, man. Our yeah. fans are going to start thinking you don't enjoy this show, and I know you really love spending your evenings, your week, your Monday evenings from <laughs> six thirty to eight thirty with me and Thim. I would love to spend it with you, James. I know. Yeah. I know. There's, to be fair, I'm usually two thousand miles away. Yeah, it's you're not two thousand miles too close still. <laughs> um, but no, in all seriousness, uh, we have an awesome show for you guys. Interviewing, uh, we actually reversed the roles on this show. We did. We took a journalist and we put him in the hot seat, which is uh, very unnatural um, for him. But it helps because he's not really a journalist. Or at least he's not educated in the journalistic... <laughs> Correct. He's not a formally trained journalist, but does make a living by writing journalistic things and doing fun video segments. And uh, someone who gave me probably the best media experience I've ever had. <laughs> yeah, no, I was uh, one of the best, the most dangerous... Uh, for our personal image, brand, sponsorship, <laughs> all of that stuff. Potential. I now own a pair of pink pants, thanks to this gentleman. I now own a pair of really cool uh, high top sneakers. Yeah, we'll we'll touch on that a little bit later. Uh, <laughs> but before we get into our interview with ESPN uh, host of Hang Time, Sam Alipour. Hey guys, we have a bit of news we're excited to share with you. A friend of the show and an occasional roommate, Connor Daly, has teamed up with Jim Aiello from the Indie Star with a new IndyCar podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes. It's part of the Indie Star Sports Day podcast, and we'll have a link for you in the episode description. So go check it out now. Well, no, no, don't check it out now. Listen to the rest of this episode first, and then go check it out. Or like, like listen to us take a break, maybe go to the bathroom, grab a beer, and then listen to Connor. Just make sure you make it over to the Indie Star podcast to listen to Connor and Jim eventually, but not not until you're done listening to us, because we're still, you know, we're still here already, and more important. So, Alex, welcome back. Welcome back to the, the listeners. Well, yeah, you guys too, but I was saying <laughs> welcome. I didn't leave. You let me finish. Sorry. Welcome back to Indiana. Thank you. Because last weekend you weren't in Indiana. Last weekend you in... were in California. Oh, right. And in well, I guess two weekends ago. Yeah. Because last weekend I was in Miami. Right. You're just a, it's tough to keep up with your whirlwind adventures. Well, speaking of whirlwind adventures, I, I was still talking about. <clears throat> I got to go on a whirly bird, and you weren't there. 
So yeah, I gave you my chopper guy. I <laughs> thought it was pretty cool to be but James Hinchcliffe for a day. Was it? Did you use the same chopper guy that I use when I'm out there? I, yes. First of all, I just love that you have a chopper guy. I got a chopper guy <laughs> because I don't know. I didn't actually know you had a chopper guy. No, you know what? I think you had a different chopper guy because I saw your chopper guy in your Instagram story. <laughs> but can we talk about how amazing it is to be James Hinchcliffe? Like, you need to be quiet for a second, James. And for once, <laughs> Tim and I are going to discuss something. So, You're going to regret saying this. So I'm, I'm going to bring this up at your wedding. <laughs> so I, I get to get picked up from my hotel, get driven in a limousine to a uh, private airport um, about 35 minutes from the hotel where a chopper Diva. is waiting for me. Um, to take me out to the Mojave Desert, where I land in the Mojave Desert at the actual destination we're going to be at. I get brought into a trailer full of snacks, peanut M&Ms, um, air conditioning, beef jerky, bananas, the whole nine were they, yards. Were they like disappointed that it wasn't James? <laughs> <laughs> they saw the they surprised. Like, oh, it, oh, it's not. It's like... <laughs> Probably. Not disappointed, <laughs> just surprised. No, they were expecting yeah. me. They were probably surprised when I showed up and then disappointed by the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> but let's be fair, like, what do they expect? But no, honestly, how cool is it to be James? Like, that must be nice to have just food and snacks and you being choppered everywhere you go and people just <laughs> doting, doting yeah. on you hand and foot, always making you look good I'm with not your makeup. Um, yes, yeah, James, your hand is up. Hands up in the air. So just so we're clear, when I chopper places, <laughs> I have to drive myself to the airport. I don't get a limo service. And the last time I was in that particular location, I didn't have a trailer. Where'd you get a trailer from? They, they drove two trailers in, one for me and one for the co-host. They stopped your trailer with all of my normal goods. Yes, that, that part was true. <laughs> but that was not, I didn't get a trailer last time I was there. I oh. want to get a copy of both of your riders. I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I just want to see what's required for you to show up somewhere. It's, it's pretty low. It's pretty, it's pretty <laughs> you, easy to get you, me to go Do you back. actually have a rider? No. Oh, not a rider. Okay. I was no. thinking I was missing something. No. I like no, Fiona's usually, but take out the blue ones. Fiona, no, Fiona's usually like... I mean, he likes Diet Coke and peanut M&M's. If we could have any of those, it'd be great. <laughs> same, same. So, yes, that was my weekend last weekend. What is it? Um, When's my helicopter or, turn? Um, Never. Anyway, so <laughs> that's not what I was talking about. I was talking about before that other trip to California, before that one, we were in Long Beach. Yeah. And Love I was that there. Place. Yeah, it's neat. It's yeah. pretty cool. Pretty cool for you. Um, <laughs> congratulations, my friend. Thank you. Another... Uh, flag to flag victory for the That's number cool. twenty seven Napa Auto Parts Andretti, Honda. Andretti Autosport Honda Delara Firestone. Yep. Um, you... Still a shorter team name than the ninety eight. <laughs> 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 Which, Tim, do you actually know it off my heart yet? Uh, Andretti uh, Andretti Herda Autosport with Marco Andretti and Curb Agajanian. But Tim had hats made with, <laughs> the following, with the following acronym. It's Andretti Herda Autosport with Marco Andretti and Kerr Bagajanian. Also Tim Durham because Marco felt bad and added him to the name. Right. Yeah. I can't wait to see the spotter guide for Indy. It's, <laughs> it's going to be really neat. It's going to be really neat. But yeah, no, man, you put on an absolute clinic. It's, uh, it's tough to sit here and, you know, uh, accept that you spanked the entire field like that. But you did. Incredible credits do. It was a masterful performance, my friend. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, dude, like, you know, you can't do any of it without a car, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, 
uh, for running whatever. running around Long Beach would be tougher. No, yes. for whatever reason, and I wish we could figure it out because I'd love to have that kind of like, you know, performance everywhere. I would not like you to have that, but um, because like Ryan's Ryan was Meg all weekend again. Like he just was unlucky in qualifying. Otherwise, he would have been right there with us. Um, same thing happened to him in 2018. But the cars are just fast, and like it doesn't require a whole lot of like imagination or like uh changes you roll off good yeah don't don't say effort no no it's you know right right but like we did we did four laps in practice one got a puncture and i was totally comfortable with being like yeah it's fine don't worry about it and so to be able to have that kind of confidence is credit to the team um and and being able to come with a package that's so strong year in and year out and also um, as, as the field's getting increasingly more difficult and more challenging, um, I'm very fortunate to, to be able to drive that car around Long Beach. Now, like I said, it's not going to go like that every single weekend uh, by any stretch of the imagination just because it's um, so challenging to, to win races, let alone, uh, you know, get seconds by record-breaking <laughs> margins to the point where fans were like, wow, IndyCar racing got boring all of a sudden. It's like, no, Alex just like showed up today and <laughs> decided to spank the field. Sure. <laughs> now, I read a lot of articles about this, actually, and I, in, like, tweets and comments and whatever, and I actually agreed with whoever it was that said it. I don't remember who it was. But it was more that, okay, fine, it wasn't a gripping battle for the lead because Alex is spanking the field. But, like, that's cool to watch, too. Like, watching an athlete perform at a level so far and above and beyond the other people in the competition on that particular day is, like, actually an incredible thing to watch. <laughs> As Alex physically abuses my dog, um, so I you know it's 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 a different kind of it's a different kind of thing. I think for the racing purists, it's it's still super fascinating. I mean, people still watched when Michael Schumacher was crushing everybody in Formula One. I mean, and, people still watch Lewis, and people still watch Lewis doing the same thing. So there's uh, there's still something to be said for the the value that that brings as a fan. True, but I I mean. As a racing fan as well, I, I would definitely prefer to see a wire-to-wire battle for the lead. Yeah, um, nail-biting so finish. Yeah. So you didn't think about just slowing down? I did not, because <laughs> I really was having a great time. You should, you should have, like, Leclerc did and faked, like, a, an issue with the car and no, slowed down I, just enough. I feel like that's bad karma, because, like, if you start... It's true. Yeah, no. No. James. Yeah. How was your weekend? What's going on with qualifying, man? Man, you guys are just getting like the short end of the stick. Yeah, we're we're on the we're on that red flag program that's not been super good. But so at, look, at the same time, the argument can be made, right? We didn't get the lap done on blacks, and I made a I made a mistake on my black lap, and I thought, hey, you know what? We're putting on reds now anyway. No big deal. Before you get to the race mm-hmm. or go further, can we just segue into some? How amazing is it that like the blacks are now almost. As important, if not more important, than your ultimate like best lap of call. We we literally had a, a Long Beach post race debrief at the shop today, and that was a huge topic of discussion because it is it's it's I think it's changed every team's approach to qualifying now, and uh, where the black the banker laps on the black tires used to kind of be a way to get the brakes warm and kind of blow the dust off and get yourself geared up and ready to go. Now it's like this 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 could very well be your qualifying. So like get it done. Now, we're not going to talk about what everybody else is talking about, because we already did an episode about Bump Day last year and all that. Well, you're, just, you're talking about it right one, now. Why are you even bring, bring up, it up? Why even do that? <laughs> the, the thing I, I wanted to bring up... Remember that time James up, didn't make the race? Yeah, I knew. It was hilarious. 
You, you remember that time that you want in it? What? Damn it. <laughs> got him. Got him. <laughs> well, so then I, I want to talk about one thing that I, I thought people kind of ignored, and that's that's it was a fuel save race. And afterwards, I think Scott Dixon came forward and said. He thinks they should either add five laps or take five laps away to make it less of a fuel save race. But then it wouldn't be 500 miles. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about Lone Beach. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> got it. Of course, Mr. Fuel Save defaults to that, you know, fuel save race he won. Uh, no, Scott's, Scott's exactly right. And this actually came up a few years ago, and the series did make some adjustments to the, to the distances of certain races. What happened was, you see what had happened was... <laughs> In the manufacturer uh, aero kit era, so 2015 through 2017, the cars were considerably draggier and made considerably worse fuel economy. So the distance of the Long Beach race was sort of set based on a, on a package that wasn't getting as good fuel mileage. So now we go there and it's sort of a relatively easy two-stopper where before it was touch and go between two and three. So yeah. Now that the kit's changed, we probably have to go back at some of these tracks and reassess uh, the length. I mean, St. Pete, we can shorten by 30 laps. Uh, <laughs> we, can, we can take some of the laps from St. Pete and give them to Long Beach. Give them to Long Beach. <laughs> we can take some more and, you know, give them to Mid-Ohio. I mean, we can do all sorts of crazy things. Uh, but that's, so I, I agree with Scott. I mean, I think as the sport evolves and as the cars evolve, we have to be cognizant of those things. And the series needs to talk to the teams and see what their predictions are for the race and in terms of, what the distance is going to break down to. I mean, I feel like it's going to change because the last two years have, I mean. So if you just don't come, actually, <laughs> based on the last two years, it'd probably be a much better race. Well, that's unfortunate for you because I'll be there. Okay. I, I, did, I went and saw you guys' faces together. Oh, my oh, face yeah. looks horrible. <laughs> you, yeah, there was there's a very <laughs> distinct difference between the two of us. Like, because I don't know who who designed it, but I yeah. don't care. I want to know who designed it, and I would like to slap. I them. hope they do the exact same one. <laughs> <laughs> it is so That's gonna bad. Be your curse. You're gonna win Long Beach every year, but your face is gonna look worse and worse every yeah. time. <laughs> no, but like, I'd still take that deal. But yeah, but Liza literally went and talked to someone and was like, it, "It's really bad. It's really." Really bad. Like it is. Yeah, it is embarrassingly. We'll, bad. we'll looks, post a photo. It on looks like a negative of <laughs> yes. what it's, the picture it should have been. Just him and Will Power are the only ones that really? have that. Yeah. Well, you know, the two best looking guys in the field. So. <laughs> had to make them look nothing like you. They what, had what to make them look less good because you know we didn't want people to get jealous. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure that's that a sound right. logic, but. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, good job, you. That was fun. Yeah. It's always nice going back to Long Beach. It's a fan favorite. We love going it's there. It's a great race. And, um, yeah, I mean, now we have like three weeks off, so it's kind of cool. It's going to be nice being in one city for more than like 72 hours. Yeah. I'm excited about being in Indianapolis, even though, like, you know, we were just talking about it. I, I move into the bus pretty early in the month because if I'm going to be on a racetrack the next day, I want to be... Not at my house because then I fall into weird being at home routines and I want to be in being at the racetrack routines. So though I won't be at home in my bed for too long, uh, at least we'll be in one place and I can maybe stick my suitcase in a closet for the first time since January. Yeah. Will you though? Well, no, because I got to put a suitcase on the bus. Yeah. So I, <laughs> it really, I, I, yeah, it doesn't work out that way. 
But the positive thing is, uh, neither of us have to go back to Los Angeles and um, see Tim. So, and Tim is leaving uh, Indy and going back to Los Angeles pretty soon. Very soon. So very excited. Are you coming back for the race? Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> no, Thanks, of course guys. he has Thanks, to guys. come back because we are doing a live uh, yeah. episode with of- Aaron Rodgers. Well, that's, okay, so that's not confirmed. He doesn't know that yet. Largely <laughs> because we don't know if he's going to be there, and we haven't actually asked him or anybody associated with him. Oh, right, right. He just, by he, I mean Alex. Alex just wants Aaron Rodgers uh, on the show. And the reason I don't want Aaron Rodgers on the show, I would love to have Aaron Rodgers on a show that I wasn't co-hosting with Alex Rossi. Because I feel like all he's going to do is talk about how much better Tom Brady is than Aaron Rodgers. That is literally all my questions would be around. So, Aaron, how does it feel to be a great quarterback but still, like, less good than Tom Brady? (laughs) So, Aaron, so, Aaron, the last game you played against the Patriots, remember that third down Tom, like, totally called the play properly? Yeah. Yeah. So we still don't know who the guest is going to be or guests are going to be for the live show. But it was a huge success last year. Thanks to everybody that came out. We will be doing it again on Carb Day after the Pit Stop competition. So uh, keep an ear to this space for more details. But now we move on. Until then, um, this was actually more fun than expected. So <laughs> I'm not sure how to say that but or how to take that. Um, but it's yeah. not, it was not a compliment. No, I guess no. not. Yeah. I guess, yeah, you came in with low expectations. That's <laughs> the best way to do it. But... High expectations of what you should have for the interview with our next guest because he is quite a guy. Yeah. And we had a lot of fun with him and a lot of fun talking to him. So, guys, here is Sam Alfor. All right, guys, welcome back to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. And we are now joined by our esteemed guest who reluctantly agreed to be on the show today uh, in, like, kind of a role reversal. <laughs> yes. Um, he was the author of probably my favorite media... Um, event that's which is saying something yeah because i i don't like any of them not usually Um, so the fact that i enjoyed this one as much as i did uh huge credit goes to the guests that we have um sam alipor from espn welcome thank you guys it's an honor not a pleasure but an honor (laughs) it's fair that's harsh but fair (laughs) so yeah so sam we got the we got the chance to uh to hang out and uh participate in hang time Back, what was it, two years ago, 2017? Two years ago, yeah. Where we got to... What have we been doing since then, by the way? Not much. Yeah, like, where's our invite to go back on hang time? Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> been, a, it's been a sad, slow state of affairs yes. since that. We kind of peaked we're, there. we're clearly going out of relevancy as each year goes on. <laughs> That's true. We are less than, yeah, you had just won the race. I had just been on pole. Recently, we haven't done that there. Nope. So, apparently... Apparently we're out of favor. Couple of ha- has-beens now, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Much. So on our on our event together, we started at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. We went down to oh well before we we left. Okay. We had to get dressed. True. Um, in some very aggressively, um, <laughs> what's the adjective? Uh, flamboyant. flamboyant. Yes. I think. Um, Outfit. You got. You guys look great, as you put it. I look like a Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> well, we went different routes, right? So we were we were going to the Kentucky Derby. Obviously, the tradition there is to dress loud in a certain a certain way, yeah. and loud is one of them. So part of the funny, you know, part of the you know the, the fun of the of the trip for us was we got given like IndyCar's credit card and said, "Go dress yourself for the Derby." One of us took way more advantage of that than the other. <laughs> <laughs> I think the guests of Off Track with Hinch and Rossi will be able to establish which one 
grossly abused the good nature of the people at IndyCar and which, and which tried to keep within reasonable spending limits. Well, that's just because you're Canadian and all too nice. But <laughs> fair. But Sam, what did you show up in? I showed up in a uh, bright red suit that looked like it had mistletoe all over it. Which, by the way, uh, to your credit, you, you uh, I believe it was James, you, uh, you took my tie um, in the Kentucky Derby and held it up and told people to kiss me. Yes. <laughs> with, my, with my mistletoe tie. So did, 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 did it work? Did it... it did. It did. It's on camera. We got, yeah, it made the piece. I got a little, a little kiss as well. It's pretty much all I got, except uh, except the hangover, <laughs> and uh, came home a lot poorer than when I went. Well, because we went from Churchill Downs uh, back to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, where the Rev event, which is sort of the unofficial launch party of the month of May here in Indianapolis, yeah. was going on. So we kind of landed back in Indy and cruised right into a night of food and booze uh, at Rev, which I assume you took part in and enjoyed. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you guys hold two distinctions for my hang time series. Uh, one is the longest shoot I've ever done, 12 consecutive hours. <laughs> and the other is the most I've ever drank on camera. Uh, we, got, we got on a party bus to do that road trip from Indy to uh, Kentucky. And um, it was loaded to the teeth with alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, how did I not get an invite for this? Uh, because you would, have, you would have, we wouldn't have been able to drink anything. Just, yeah, just so we're us. clear, that wasn't like on our rider or anything. That was all you, Sam. That had nothing to do with us. That's nonsense. That's nonsense. And I'm like, guys, I still got to interview you. Let's at least do that first. And nope, the peer pressure started immediately when we got on the bus, which was called, by the way, Rockstar 2. I, I can't imagine what Rockstar 1 looks like. Uh, <laughs> But uh, two and a half hours or something, um, with lots of pee breaks in between, and there was one particularly memorable pee break, and, and <laughs> which we won't get into no, right now. Which we're we gonna to discuss it. because James doesn't have problem talking about pissing himself on <laughs> national television as he did in Barber. That's dur dur that's true. Yes, that's true. I might have more of a problem with this particular instance of not pissing myself <laughs> because it was slightly less safe. The fact that you were able to urinate into a cup while we were driving along the highway at 65 miles an hour is nothing <laughs> to be ashamed of, only proud of. That's true, that's true. It was not safe for the people around me Correct. who had risk of splashback. Right. <laughs> like, I, I have stage fright, so I couldn't do that. Oh, no, I was way past that point, man. It was, this is on the way down. This is on the way down. <laughs> yeah, was, we were caught in traffic. It was a whole thing. The, the the other part of that story is the rest of us that couldn't do that um, stood in a McDonald's bathroom line for what must have been like 15 to 20 minutes. No, it was it was aggressive, and I was sitting in Rockstar 2 in the air conditioning. <laughs> Just enjoying yourself. Having a great time. Anyway, so we went to the Kentucky Derby, um, got introduced to... Um, Mint Juleps. Mint Juleps. Mm -hmm. Got introduced to the art yes. of um, giving away money. For no, end. well, everybody except James, right? So if I recall, and by the way, my memory is really, really uh, fuzzy because uh, I just simply was hard to remember what, what happened. But I reviewed the story, and I'd forgotten that James would continuously 
bet on uh, what was it, your car number? Horse yeah. number five. Car number five. <laughs> and you and you'd bet our money on it and lose every time. And then on the last race, uh, we broke free from your tyrannical reign, me and uh, Alex. And you you bet. The five on the last race and won thousands of dollars. Thousands. <laughs> that was uh, was a headache, and uh, and I could not expense gambling losses. I'd later find out. Oh, that's that's a policy that's got to change at ESPN. I feel like it was for the sake of the story. I think we should be right, we'll write an email to Bob Iger. He's yes, the we will write a yeah. sternly worded tweet. <laughs> And then we turn around, head back to Indianapolis to the, to Rev. Uh, you guys are still clearly look. Let let there be no mistake. You guys are professional athletes. Sometimes you hear from the uninformed, oh, race car drivers or you know are not athletes. Yeah, usually so me. I usually was, I'm saying that. <laughs> I was dying, like ready to pass out, and you guys are like lively and entertaining people with your. With your lovely girlfriends, uh, uh, your fiance now, right, James? Yes. Thank you. Uh, Alex, you, you were dating someone at the time. Uh, that was like uh, that was like a date number one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she's still here. She's right back there, actually. Yeah. Um, can we discuss, James? I had forgotten about the fact that you and I had to get on stage and do a question and answer <laughs> when we arrived. Did we? <laughs> So, so moving right along. Uh, that's, that's our history, the three of us. But, uh, but Sam, you got a, a cool history in and of yourself. The Hang Time is obviously a very popular series. Why don't you kind of walk us through how that started and, and how the where the concept came from and how you kind of got it off the ground? Yeah. Um, look, I'm not. I, I probably like sports less than any sports journalist in the history of the world. I, ha I have my sports, right? I love the NBA. I love the NFL. Uh, I'm new to virtually every other sport, um, including, including yours. What was always interesting to me is you guys as dudes and the girls as girls, uh, getting to know you away from, away from your job. And that's, that's the, the concept behind hang time. I roll up my sleeves and I join athletes there off field, off track for adventures. It's a hobby. Usually it's a bucket list thing, um, a fear an athlete wants to overcome. And, and it airs on SportsCenter. It uh, runs in the magazine, ESPN Magazine and ESPN.com. You know, athletes, you guys, I don't want to speak for you, but uh, athletes spark to it, man. You guys talk about racing all day long. Um, I find that athletes want to talk about anything else when I finally get a hold of them. So uh, that's that's a lot of fun. And, and and when you get the athlete in their comfort zone, not only do you get the best, you know, version or the most unique version of that athlete, a, a side of them that we never see, but um, I get out of my comfort zone, right? Like, uh, I have no business hobnobbing with the, the glitterati at, at Kentucky Derby. Um, <laughs> so I went shark diving with Rob Gronkowski. I never even wanted to go scuba diving. It scares the 
crap out of me. That now I want to I want to I want to interject quickly because I'm I'm really mad when I found out that you did that because that's what you and I were gonna do. You didn't know that yet, but that was gonna be the next one. And I'm like, <laughs> this is what we should do. And it's like, nah, I did that one with Gronk. I, I, like, of course he did it with Gronk. Gronk is all the cool stuff. I'm just mad he got to hang out with Rob Gronkowski. You're mad if anybody gets to smell a patriot. Like you're just the no, weirdest. That's, that's a good point. <laughs> so when. when do you do you traditionally pick the activities? Do you ask the athlete what they would want to do? Or how does it normally happen? That's the beauty of hang time. The athlete does the picking. Um, I mean, within reason, right? Like, what's one thing you had yeah. to shut down? Oh, I shut down. I a lot of you know. I shut down video games. Like, I love playing video games. Well, yeah. So does everyone else, and it's boring. <laughs> Watching other people play video games. Cool. Yeah. It's called Twitch. We don't need to do that. It's here. also like one of the most like highest grossing. Yeah, apps. I don't want to talk about okay. it because it's okay. the most infuriating that people make money doing that. But yeah, carry I mean, on. I'm the youngest of four brothers. I spent my entire childhood watching other people play video games. <laughs> I don't need to do that anymore. Video games has gotten shut down. Has anyone been like, yeah, I love strip clubs. Let's go there. <laughs> yeah, we do get some racy suggestions that don't work uh, for various reasons. You know something I've always wanted to do, actually, Hinch. Um, I've always wanted to join an athlete on their bachelor party. Now, not the crazy, not like the after hours stuff. Um, you know, you can, you can do your gentleman joints without me. I wish we'd had this conversation sooner because we, we did, we, I did it. We did a bachelor party and it actually would have been really cool for you to see the way we did it. Cause we ended up going to, uh, Northern Ontario, uh, in the winter and we like, rode fat tire uh, mountain bikes through snowmobile trails and we went snowmobiling, we went ice fishing, we did some axe throwing, we did all these kind of weird manly up in the woods stuff kind of kind of things. It was actually a lot of fun. That's cool, but uh, if, if I may be so bold, you violated um, some of my rules of a bachelor party. Uh, okay, because oh, okay. I talked about it? No, no, no. You want me to give you what my friends call Sam's three rules for a successful bachelor party? Yes. Rule number one, don't do it in your hometown. It was like two hours north of my hometown. Nah. Rule number two, don't, and you're, you're fine on this one, don't do it in a city we've all been to a million times for work and the like. So that eliminates LA, New York, Chicago. We've all been there. We get it. Rule number three, and this is where you run afoul of my, uh, of my rules. Okay. All right. Take notes, Alex. Rule number three is and it's gonna sound fuzzy but it'll make sense there's got to be a high ceiling for insanity where things can go wrong in the best possible way the type of place where a tiger can end up in your bathroom so <laughs> so i feel like that's a script for a movie yeah. <laughs> that is a movie it's yeah. very successful yeah. So unfortunately, stateside in, the, in America, that pretty much eliminates everything except for Vegas, maybe Miami. But that opens up the whole rest of the world to some crazy spots. Like my, my brother, I, I organized his bachelor party in Colombia. Uh, and it was so crazy that I literally, there's l no story I can tell you that would not be bleak. I, I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like you told us some of this story, actually. I vaguely remember this. Yes, yes. I literally, I can't even think of an anecdote to give you that would, that would make the air. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to talk about um, the article you wrote back in 2012. Um, 
Olympic athletes in the Olympic Village and the extracurricular activities that they get involved in. Um, I remember actually reading this article way before I met you and thinking, I want to go to the Olympics. I'm going to start a petition to make motorsports be an Olympic sport. Not to win a gold medal, but to like, you know... Hang out with like professional Olympians. female athletes. So the um, the article is is will you still medal in the morning? For if anybody wants to read it. So yeah. do you want to give us some background of like you know <laughs> yeah. what happens? Yeah, turns out um, the Olympic Village is like a brothel, <laughs> <laughs> which is amazing. <laughs> and 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 the um, Olympic Committee is on board with this, and they just give you the tools and and things that you need to. That's exactly. Right. Well, first of all, there's not much they can do beyond closed doors. Picture a college dormitory, except um, every, everyone's amped. The t- testosterone is flowing, and they, they've been training. They've been training for months, um, like like nuns and priests, right? Like uh, some of them practice celibacy and all that. And now they're in this this community of like-minded individuals, um, and things happen. Imagine a road trip and you're surrounded by like thousands of your peers. Uh, things, 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 go, things go haywire. But it's all clean, right? And you brought up the point. They enable and empower these athletes to take care of themselves. by thousands of condoms in jars like sitting there. Uh, Tens of thousands. Out. Yeah, didn't you say it was, it was 70,000 condoms for the 2000 Olympics and then they had to order 20,000 more? Yeah, now there's a standing order of like 100,000 or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's in like, what, two weeks? <laughs> How many Olympic athletes traditionally go to an Olympics? Because <laughs> I'm trying to do the math on that. The, math, the yeah. numbers are staggering. But I mean, frankly, these are the most like fit and talented athletes in the world like like the the peak specimens of human physicality they probably should be procreating like we probably should be encouraging that (laughs) and like create this super race so then get rid of the con i mean you know you gotta be you know a little uh, you know yeah yeah you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying they're not they're not procreating though because they do use protection they're smart um and uh, one of the big appeals here is as one athlete put it you can have some fun, and you never have to see that person again. Um, it's a very—it's an international relations trip, if you know what I'm saying. So, <laughs> so how did you get the hot tip on this? Like, what what led to to wanting to investigate this topic? Uh, just to the grapevine. I honestly don't remember. But you know, again, the nature of what I do is I hang with athletes and talk to them about life, right? And um, conversations begat other ones, and then you find out that people are having sex in the Olympic Village. So. Like, I can't tell you, like, I know, Alex, you won at Long Beach. I was there um, as a civilian. Thanks for uh, saying hi. <laughs> Dude, you looked so intense. I was right next to you right before you got in the car, and I was not going to mess with uh, the look on your face. Bro. Are you, I mean, are you surprised? You, yeah. <laughs> you have met me. Yeah. So. But no, what I'm saying is, like, I know you won a race. Hinch, I don't know where you finished. Me neither. Uh, and, I, and I couldn't tell you when your next race is. But I know you're, you're marrying Becky and Alex. I know you have, a, like, I, I want to get to know you guys off the field and hear your stories um, away from the track. As much as I do support you, by the way, on the track, I hope you guys both know 
that uh, you hold a special place in my heart. Well, that's sweet of you to say. So, I, I mean, we know you're. We've been like your favorite um, <laughs> guest. You're up there. You're definitely. You're definitely up there. Can we? Can we ask who was like the least favorite, or maybe not least favorite, but like disappointing or like difficult? Was like there was the one that was like super divish and it didn't turn out the way you were hoping. Don't say Tom Brady. Please say Tom Brady. Uh, you know. I have names popping up in my head, but I'm not sure I feel comfortable sharing. That's fine. However, so so because I hate when people are evasive with people like you are evasive with me, I will give you my two least favorite celebrity encounters. Does that work? Yeah. yeah. Without question, the two worst people I've dealt with in my line of work are Justin Timberlake and Denzel Washington. That is going to ruin his week. That's like saying Tom Brady for him. <laughs> well, but he didn't. What did just what did JT No, man, this is cr- I guess Ryan Reynolds now holds sole possession of number 1 man crush for me. But tell me why. He was talking shit about Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> well, then then he deserves it. <laughs> Let's just move on. How about that? <laughs> Let's put it this way. Like, it's gotten to the point where any friend of mine cannot be a fan of Dustin Timberlake, uh, which has caused problems with me and my female friends. Um, And uh, I can't watch a Denzel Washington movie. And I used to love him. I used to love him. I I, I worked for his go-to director. I used to work in my previous career for Tony Scott. He directed, among other things, uh, Crimson Tide. And uh, and I wanted to like him, dude, but it's impossible. Well, um, look, here's the deal. You and I are friends, and so I don't want that relationship to sour. <laughs> and frankly, Justin hasn't returned any of my phone calls, tweets, emails, or letters. So you know what? I'm done with him. He's gone. <laughs> he's, he's off my list because your relationship with me is more important to me. So, done. Thank you. Thank you. Remember, always, me or Denzel, me or Justin, you can't have both. Well, actually, this, this, you brought up your previous career. So, you started in film and TV, right? You, you, tried, you were an actor and you worked for production companies and stuff like that. What made you want to make the switch? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I started acting professionally in high school. Now, uh, when I say professionally, I mean my first job was like at a theme park where I was a, one of those actors walking around interacting with, with people like you. I used uh, to date a girl that did that too. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph's marrying one. Joseph is Joseph is dating such a girl. He's engaged yeah. to such a woman. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. They're engaged. Yeah, she's great. I liked her a lot. Um, anyway, but my my career peaked with like a line in American Pie two. Um, <laughs> And then, and then I segued to behind the camera. I worked uh, for various producers and directors. But frankly, uh, I just wasn't a fan of, of the kind of people I was surrounded with. You know, a lot of those Hollywood uh, stereotypes, you know, are true. I want to be working with good people while also creating cool stuff. So I, I, uh, in, the, in my mid-20s, uh, I, I made a career switch, darkest moment of my life, didn't know what I was going to do. Um, and at the time, my dad was working for ESPN's mobile division. Now, when I say, I'm talking about the ESPN phone. You remember that catastrophe? No. Like there was an actual ESPN phone that was like this big. Um, anyway, he was working on the tech side there, and 
he introduced me to someone who introduced me to someone and then I was meeting with editor in chief of the magazine, Yesmin the magazine, and he brought me in as a freelancer. A few years later, I was a staff writer, and now I'm um, doing, you know, mostly television. So, uh, very atypical. I never studied journalism. I, I took one journalism class my entire life. Uh, my first published story was in ESPN the magazine. Uh, so, I, it's a very atypical background. For sure. So, as a as a sports journalist who hates sports uh, and, and doesn't know journalism, <laughs> and doesn't know journalism, <laughs> I, I assume. I mean, maybe this is correct me if I'm wrong. Did, did you play any sports as a kid? Or <laughs> yeah, look at these biceps. Oh, well, this is a podcast. This is a podcast, so you can't see the video, but you guys can see it. Um, so yeah, I mean, look, dude, I, I was a very good backup JV quarterback in high school. Um. I was a great eighth grade basketball player, uh, but uh, no, not really. No, no. My qualifications have nothing to do with sports and journalism. I'm just a regular dude who uh, who uh, enjoys being around regular dudes and girls who also happen to do something really well, like you gentlemen. So um, that's that's who I like to be around. And and you guys, you guys, you guys are. I, you know, I'm not kidding when I say you're at the top of that list of like highly successful uh, athletes who like are still regular people. Um, I, t- I I was just hanging. I was just talking to Stephen Curry. He's he's up there for me too. Like he's he's right up there in terms of like like someone like Curry. It's it it's crazy to me how much attention that they get. Like just people grabbing at them and like. Uh, you know, I, want everything from wanting a photo to wanting something worse, right? There's evil doers around you at all times, like even if you can't see them. Uh, so to like to be to not be hardened by that, like you guys, uh, that takes a special special person. So. Anyway, so um, aside from Steph's. Uh, abundance and talent more than us. Um, <laughs> like, what would your, who would your dream guest be? Who's someone that's been on your radar for a really long time? Um, and like, what would you, what would be the ultimate guest in the ultimate segment that you did with them? Oh, uh, I used to do stuff with LeBron quite a bit before he became like truly became LeBron. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's up there. I don't know what we could do with him because his life is so on display. But that's the beauty of it. like these things start with me asking the athlete, like, what do you like to do for fun that that we haven't seen? Right? Like, I bet you LeBron has like a crazy hobby that nobody knows about. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be awesome if it just turns out that like he just loves crocheting or something and wanted to take you to like a needle class or What's something? What's wrong with crocheting? No, just unexpected for oh, LeBron. Okay, I, I've never heard of him talk about. It. Oh right, that's. Fair. I was just trying to land on something no, that I didn't. That's a good <laughs> recovery. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thanks. Serena's a good one too. I've always wanted to do something with Serena. She's she's really tough to get. Um, I don't know. I, I try not to spend too much energy chasing the athlete. Like I want them to want to do this, to share something about themselves. Like that's the whole goal with hang time. Like you, you, like there's no reason for Draymond Green to go to Tokyo with me, except 
he was already going to Tokyo, and he's like, well, let's just go to Tokyo and do this. I mean, great. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wow. I feel like we should have uh, done something a bit more than Kentucky. We were we were limited with we were geographically limited because of the time of year. That's fair. Yeah, so we yeah. picked that's, the coolest thing. The next time we're gonna do like um, we're, Fiji. We're doing it. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm, uh, I'm coming to that. One. No, you're not. Yeah. Definitely not. <laughs> no, I was gonna say like uh, maybe it's more like a stay in the ice hotel in like Sweden or something. Cool. Always wanted. There to you that. go. Think think weird, you know? And we also don't want to just manufacture it, like, for the sake of television, right? Like, it's got to be something that you've always wanted to do um, just to make it more authentic, you know? Yeah, no, still, cage diving with great whites, that was it. But Gronk ruined it for me. So <laughs> another reason to cheer against the Patriots. Oh, no, he retired. Yeah. You can still cheer against the Patriots. No, I was still yeah. going to do that anyway. That's fine. Um, you don't want to go. Well, you realize that to do what we did, like you have to get scuba certified first of all. Done. <laughs> oh, are you? Yep. Scuba diving is like my next passion after racing. Oh, I love it. I love. I I just did it in April with with Gronk, um, and I can't wait to go again. Oh my god, it's so great. Come down to Turks and Caicos, so we'll go dive in the neck of the woods that I like to dive. Oh, that sounds amazing, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, you can come. Oh, cool. Don't even ask. <laughs> I'm a certified scuba diver I, too. You're, no you're certified, cares. that's for sure. Yeah. It is. Have you actually shark dove yet? <laughs> shark dived yet, or no? Uh, yeah, I mean, not not cage dive, but I've been diving with many sharks without cages and fed them and touched them oh, and yeah. chased them and yeah, yeah. No, it's great. I love diving with sharks. Scariest thing I've ever done in my life, and I've done. I've done everything. I, by far the scariest thing I've ever done. Scarier than a bachelor a bachelor party in Colombia? <laughs> no, there were a few gnarly scares there, weren't there? <laughs> so hang time's obviously hang time's a resounding yeah. success. Uh, what's next? Is there anything else that you want to do? Is there different shows on the horizon or what's kind of the next step? Uh, career wise, what's the next step? I don't know, man. I mean, I, I, I hope to, uh, to get my own 30 minutes, one hour of, of television, my own show. Um, right now, hang time is a thing that airs and runs with an exist existing properties, you know, uh, a sports center, if it's an NBA piece, it runs pregame on NBA countdown, so on and so forth. But my own 30 minutes, one hour would be nice. Um, but that I, I get to like do the craziest stuff and get paid to do it you know, with, with really cool people so i try to take it one day at a time well man um you're doing an awesome job we love the fact that you are someone who appreciates athletes and um who they are as people because i feel like that that's something that gets lost quite often in in all sports but something that us as IndyCar drivers really try and pride ourselves on is, is giving people an insight into who we are as individuals and the fact that you gave us kind of the, the template um, to be able to go do that two years ago was awesome. We'd love an invite back. Um, <laughs> no, but, one, no one likes the guest that invites himself to dinner. I mean, we say this to them all the time, yeah. but he's still but here. I still invite myself. So you just gotta, 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 you gotta, gotta play hard to get, man. You gotta try to... Um, so you don't have to invite James. You can invite me. It's no problem. And um, yeah, man, we appreciate your time. Thank you, guys. Much love to you both. And you, Tim, I guess. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks. <laughs> nice.
Thanks so much for listening to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Keep in contact with us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at AskOffTrack. Or you can follow us individually. We're at Hinchtown and at Alexander Rossi. If you want to follow Thim, though we have no idea why you would, he's at the Tim Durham. We really need to get that changed to add producer Thim. The music you heard today is by Ryan Dan of Holland Patton Public Library. Off Track with Hinch and Rossi is produced by Tim Durham. And by that I mean Thim. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.